Welcome back to 12 Ounces of Sobriety Podcast. I'm Pat Sharp here with my co-host, Carson Waddell. Carson, how are you today, sir? Frothy. Don't look at me like that. Frothy? Yeah. That's a good word, right? No, it reminds me of drinking beer. Oh, I was thinking of drinking coffee. That's a terrible word. I was thinking about drinking coffee. Oh, okay. Uh, Exquisite. I feel great. Uh, It's Friday the 13th when we're recording this, recording a day late. Yeah, it is Friday the 13th. I'm I'm excited because we're having a Halloween party in honor of it. Not really a party. It's more like a little game night. Um, Pretty chill game night. And we're going to watch scary movies and do Friday the 13th things that don't involve killing. Yeah, I'm a big fan of horror movies and spooky things in October. I've never been one to dress up for Halloween, but I enjoy all the festivities that go along with it. That doesn't shock me. I don't like to dress up either, though. Uh, it's just not really our thing. I'm I'm a clown every other day of the year. I don't need to like try and dress up and be something else, you know, on, on Halloween or Halloween-related events. Yeah, Halloween's always like fall theme for me. Even like when I used to drink, it wasn't a big party. Of course, I drink anyways, but I wouldn't, you know, I just always enjoyed scary movies and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't like scary movies the majority of my life until about five years ago. And my wife got me into them. And now I like them way more than she does. Oh, I've I always loved them. Absolutely love them. I've started watching these Saw movies. You ever seen those? Yep, I've seen all of them. I I really like them. I had a I judged a book by its cover. I'll be honest. I thought it was nothing but gore and blood. And here's the thing: is I like movies that have that in them when I feel like it's necessary. Um, but when something is just surrounded by that, I'm not interested. And I thought that that movie was, but it's not. It is actually a phenomenally well done. A series that makes you think it's existential. It's very, it's very strategic in the way that he. It's just so cool. It's do you have Do you have a favorite horror movie? Uh, favorite horror movie. I mean, I love the Conjuring universe. Um, yep, those are wonderful. The yeah, I mean, I know that's not one movie. It's like nine or maybe more than that at this point. Um, those are probably my the favorites original. Though. The first and second ones are are awesome. Yeah, they are. And so I don't know if I have an answer to that. I'd have to think on it more, but. Uh, speaking of horror movies, I saw the new Exorcist in 4D. Yeah, I'll be honest, it wasn't. It wasn't incredible. It, the, it wasn't scary. Yeah, it was the more original, disturbing. The original Exorcist from the seventies uh, always scared me when I was younger. When oh, I for first sure. watched it. That yeah. thing like horrified me. Well, I yeah, I can imagine. I mean, for me, it would have done the same thing, and and especially and especially like when that movie came out. For people that were young then, which would be like our parents' age, uh, I could imagine at that time, I think it was like 1974, something like yeah, that. I was thinking 73, but it, I could it, be wrong. It, it, it could easily be that. But I think that, you know, in the there wasn't really anything like that. And so you can imagine watching that on the screen, something that's so new and feels so terrifying. I, I can, it, it would be really hard to watch. Well, you know, when... I think Psycho came out in 68 or 69, and that was like the scariest movie of all time. And, you know, you, you talk to people that saw it then, um, you know, like my parents were, you know, teenagers then and about how scary it was. That movie not, never really scared they're me. Kind of, they're almost kind of funny yeah. to a point. I've always, one of my favorite movies, I, I love the Halloween franchise. I was about to bring that up. I really, the first Scream movie I think is fantastic. I think that's just a really good movie. Um, yeah. And, but I, I like all types of, um, 
creepy and spooky and any of that. I love watching um, real like ghost hunters and and things like that too. It is pretty. Fu- it is pretty fun. I don't know if I actually believe in ghosts, but I enjoy watching it. And yeah, I. I'd- I bounce that idea around. I, my initial inclination to say I don't believe in any of that stuff, but I would still get scared of something still, around that occurred. Creepy. So I can't sit here and act all big and bad, like I don't believe in that stuff. Yeah. But yet I still get creeped out. So I don't I really know, know what to say about that. Yeah, because I'll get creeped out watching some of that stuff. I enjoy it. Hundred like, percent. Oh, it's fun. I mean, it, it it is fun, and to bring it to drinking, you know, a lot of times I didn't enjoy it as much because I wasn't into it as much so i was watching all like this is kind of scary but i'm well, crushing when, beers when i was drinking like, i was just in it involved in my drinking yeah and especially you know towards the end of my drinking career i couldn't you know i'd put a movie on and i'd have to rewatch it like 12 times because i could oh. never actually remember anything i watched i remember so you know i talk about loving the conjuring universe and i think it was the third conjuring it, I don't think it was an Annabelle, and I don't, th- and it definitely wasn't the Nun because they're all, you know, part of the series. For those of you who haven't seen it, they're prequels, and um, it's just, it's just a whole line of um, chronological events as part of the story. But it was called The Devil Made Me Do It. And it's the most recent, I think. It was mm-hmm. The Conjuring, like the third one. But regardless of what it was, um, I was so excited to see it, and I got hammered, and I wasn't even planning on it. It was one of those. I, I actually genuinely wasn't. It went from sipping wine to I crushed like two and a half bottles of them. And I remember, I think my, my, it was either my wife or someone brought it up like a year later and uh, we were talking about it. And I, just, I remember that I couldn't remember anything from it. And I was like, damn, that, that really sucks. Like I, I didn't even realize that I didn't, I didn't really watch the movie. Have you so ever, I had to go back and see it. Have you seen uh, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? Love series. That. That's really love good. Love that series. It's fantastic. That, phenomenal. If you guys, our listeners are looking for something spooky to watch, uh, I recommend Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. It's probably five years old, maybe four the fir- or five the years. First, the first one was is about yeah. five, four or five years the old. The second one was the Blythe Manor, and that one was a. I think it was the next year. So that that, that one, yeah, is but about the three first years old. one is. Gosh, is it good? It it is. It, it is, is very good. It'll creep you out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that is horror series are are becoming more popular now. Um, cause they didn't really used to have many, I mean, American horror story has been around for about 10 years, which yep. by the way, that's a great, it great, is. That, that uh, was another series. one with a really good first season. Yeah. Murder house. Yep. That um, one. We've been going through those over the past few weeks. We were, we just finished freak show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those have all been very good. I, I do like the series are a little creepier. I like the alien stuff too. Signs is always a, a really good movie. Some people yeah. find those. I, creepy, I can, some say, people I can not. take it or leave it, but, yeah. but I'm not going to hate it. It could be interesting. Signs messed me up when I watched it because I think that movie came out in like the early 2000s. I was probably like nine. Yeah, yeah I that was one messed in, me up. <laughs> I, remember, I was in high school when it came out and yeah. me and uh, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine owned it, I think, or, or somehow. Um, on yeah, DVD? V, no, I think somebody had it on VHS, honestly. Oh, It might have been DVD, but we used to watch it all the time. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a, it swing away. Yes. Yeah, swing away, Meryl. <laughs> swing away. Um. So before you get in, so Pat has... He has a numerous stories. We normally do an alcohol in the news to start our segments, but we're actually going to focus on that because Pat was able to find a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. Before we get into that, though, um, I wanted to share something that happened earlier this weekend. It was a very small uh, thing that I just happened to be around, but the takeaway was actually pretty large um, when I when I kind of reflected on it. So Monday morning, uh, 
I went to the gym and it was probably, I don't know, it was early in the morning. I mean, I'd call it 6.30 or 7, something like that. It wasn't crazy, but I, I was tired. And I'm kind of moping in the gym or, you know, to the locker room and I'm just not feeling it, but I'm making myself do it. And Pat, I have a question for you. And that just uh, give me a generic response to this. Uh, if I If we're in the workplace or you're running across someone that you're not super close to, um, Pat, how's it going? It's either good, good, how are you, or can you think of another? A lot of times I say swell. Okay, well that, what is, all right, I'm, I'm just going to skip this. Living the dream. Living the dream. Yep. That, that's a very common, hey, I'm going yeah. to get coffee or water in the workplace, right? I mean, we make fun of that. And it's such a natural, uh, easy response to get a little bit of a chuckle and then kind of move forward with your day. And so I walk in to the locker room and there's these two guys, they've already worked out and they're getting ready, dressing for work. And one guy's like a doctor. I can tell he's like putting on scrubs and like a suit underneath or what. I don't know. And then the other guy's just putting on like regular business casual clothes. Not that this, any of this matters. I'm just, I'm painting the scene. I'm I'm giving you a good, I want you to feel like you were in that locker room with me because I know that's what you guys want. So the guy, a guy goes, Hey, whatever you'll call him Stan. Hey Stan, how you doing? Living the dream, man. How about you? He's like, same here, living the dream. And I'm I'm just sitting there in the background like, yeah, yeah. And then the guy goes, no, but for real, I really am living the dream. And the guy, he kind of gets thrown off and he goes, tell me more. And he goes, well, if you think about it, they're like probably 95 or more percent of this world would dream and give anything to have my life. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? And the guy's like, yeah, 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 you're right. And he's like, yeah. So, I mean, I really do think about it. You know, I'm not joking when I say like, I'm living the dream. Like I have a, I have a great life and I just worked out and I'm, you know, I'm going to, going to my, I'm going to my job. And a lot of people don't have that and they'd give anything to have what I have. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like, he just dropped a bomb right in the early in the morning. I just thought that was kind of cool. Cause, and then I, I kind of reflected on that and I was like, I mean, you're right. If you really think about it, yeah. I have a really, really great life. Yes. However, that guy, first of all, I'm not big on small talk with people i don't really know yeah i just don't like it if somebody said that to me i'd roll my eyes hardcore that's fine i like oh, that, okay and, I, and i'm not denying that i'm and not denying that I'm not however saying i'm saying what he said did have truth to it though is it I, I agree with that i just i don't know the problem with doing that is you don't know who's all around you and somebody could have just be having the worst day ever 100%. and they hear that one turn to you and just say shut the shut I, up i'm yeah and and I, and I relay that I message not to say I'm not being an advocate or against saying, hey, go around telling everybody how great your life is. I'm really just saying for what he said and what I heard, there was a lot of truth to what he said, despite whether I agree with the fact of dropping that in the you know in the locker room at 7 a.m. in the morning to a random guy. Yep. It was really just the takeaway of what he said. And yeah. I was reflecting on that while I was working. I was like, I mean, honestly, though, like what I've wanted to hear that probably not. But it doesn't take away from the fact that what he said was a really good look on life and, and appreciation for what he has. And I just thought that was really cool. I agree. And to have that attitude and feel it, um, just shouting it from the rooftops, I don't know. It's just, But that's not my style. That's fair. However, I mean, I, I'm very happy with my life and I'm happier in life now sober than i was when i was drinking yes the ultimate ul- sure yeah the ultimate takeaway here is is i think that that's a great mindset to to abide by and and take a step back when you're having a shitty day and be like you know especially with what's going on overseas right now I'm not, we're not going to get into that but it's absolutely awful 
Um, and, you know, a lot of people are suffering. And so it's like, shit. All right. Well, you know, I, I couldn't play pickleball this morning cause they did, they turned the lights off and then I went into work and I didn't get, you know, a whole lot done cause people weren't, you know, all this, all this stupid crap, right? None of that means anything. I had the opportunity to go and even try to play pickleball, I, you know, and I have a job that I love uh, and who cares if it wasn't the best of days. It's all good. Yeah. And I just got to remind myself that. And I think everyone does from time to time. You know what I wish? What do you for wish? For me to live the dream? I could just podcast full time. Well, then do it. Anyways, uh, get into a few things. Well, one thing uh, discussed before we get into alcohol in the news quick story here um this girl i say girl young woman i don't know she's probably mid-20s and she has been coming by our church occasionally but then the last six weeks you know and uh really struggling with drug addiction and you know trying to to get sober um get clean and just every, you know, saw her a few times, really seemed to be struggling with it. And um, she unfortunately lost her battle with addiction and passed away earlier this week. So, you know, it, that's the thing when we're in this setting of sobriety and, and trying to talk to others about addiction and, and seeing different things there. There's always that negative side where. Um, unfortunately, it, it, this is almost a theme a little bit on some of the stories we're going to talk about today is the deadly effects of addiction, whether drugs or alcohol. That's really sad to hear. Um, so, I, yeah, I hate that we, well, I, I don't want to make this about us. I hate that we have to continuously hear about that. Obviously it's, it pales in comparison to the people that are actually going through, uh, with that either directly affiliated with the person who took his or her life or the people that did it. Um, so my heart hurts, hurts to hear that. Um, but yeah, um, let's, uh, get into it. Yeah. So, you know, um, just something that, like I said, addiction is deadly and we are going to talk about that a little bit. The first story I want to discuss comes from, uh, one of a person that we follow, on Twitter, and she follows us as well. Her name is Kate Davidson, and her Twitter handle is Sunny Kate Writes. Her X handle is Sunny Kate Writes. Yeah, X. Sorry. And she uh, she had posted the other day this article, and had said something about getting it published. And so I read it, and I was like, "Oh, this would be perfect to um, talk about on our podcast." So I reached out and got permission first before we do this. Unlike I, I, I usually say, don't, yeah, but, there's never. But I got it right from her Twitter page. We do so always, I was like, get, we do always right. give credit, though. Yes. Credit where credit is due. So, Kate, thank you for this story. And the title of the article is Alcohol Causes Cancer. Why is this not headline news? The old C word. And it is true. We've talked about this some before, but I feel like I keep seeing more and more stories about this. It's yeah, said, I have to yeah, separately. That it's been said in 1988, alcohol was first classified as a carcinogen. And um, the it, a group one carcinogen, and group one also includes. And listen, alcohol is in group one as a cancer causer with these other three items: asbestos, mm. radiation, 
and tobacco. Are you serious? Yes. Those are all radiation. Those are all group one God carcinogens. Bless. And alcohol is in that. Have you ever heard that before? I, I have. I I have not. I was going to ask you if group one was the worst group or went the opposite way. Clearly, that's the worst group. I mean, I would Clear, imagine. Clearly. Well, when you told me the other things in it, it, it was very apparent. But so in 88, it was literally on par what they deemed with radiation and asbestos and, 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 and now, tobacco. And asbestos uh, is the silent killer. Yes. You get that reference. It's from the office. Anyways. I thought that was um, radon. I think he says both. He okay. says radon detectors Anywho. and he goes asbestos. That's the silent killer. And he goes, you are the silent killer, Toby. Go back to the annex. Anywho. Yeah. So uh, nobody talks about that. And it says that um, there are seven cancers that alcohol directly linked to. And they are esophagus, liver, breast, colon, rectum, mouth, and throat. Mm-hmm. Um, then gastric, pancreatic. And lung cancers are also being considered for inclusion. Wow, on that list as well right wow. now. So, so hold on, real quick. I, you, so that's all current. Yes, but you said the eighty-eight in the group one, so it's not in group one anymore. No, it still is. It was just it was put there in nineteen eighty-eight. It's always been there, and it hasn't. Yes. Oh my gosh! I thought you were saying like they they. They said no, that it was, no, no. and they took it out. No, it's in group it's one. It's never left. No. That's, that in, is that is baffling in, to hear. It's in group one, and it was designated oh group God. one in 1988. Oh so it's been there for God. 30 years. Yeah, it's or five years before I... 35 years. ...made my entrance into this I was earth. three. And so 35 years it's been on that list. Oh, my gosh, With man. those, and, and you wouldn't know it. And good, good call, Kate. By the way, that's that's impressive. Yeah, that's good. Uh, one thing she gets into research this, this article, and um, this is something I've heard of, starting to hear about. And I remember NBC Nightly News had a special with this woman who didn't drink very much, and she got cancer, and the cause of it was alcohol, and she drank like a glass of wine a month. And this, mm. she gets in that article discussing that you don't have to be some giant binge drinker to have these effects like even just rare moder- you know very little drinking increases your risk for those cancers really high in fact this article goes on to say that it actually does not recommend or uh, the um, World Health Organization says any benefits you could even get from alcohol are they found yeah, they're outweighed by the negative risk, even like a glass of wine a week that increases your risk for cancer so much that it decreases those health benefits or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, we've t- when, and we've t- we've covered this before and saying, you know, you can't the, the antioxidants play is is very much a justification because. You can get that. I mean, can't you get the same amount of grape juice? That might be a stupid yes, comment. Yes, it is. Yeah. And that okay. was in uh, one of the books that we read. Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, multivitamins, right? Your women's mm-hmm. daily, your men's daily. I mean, there there's so many other ways to to get the essential nutrients that you are getting the antioxidants from from well, wine that you you could just nix that and get it yeah. somewhere else. And a lot of those vitamins, I remember learning when we were in treatment from the uh, person that went over the dietitian. A lot of like yeah. vitamins and stuff like that, you get very little out of them. They basically just you end up peeing them out because it's too much for what your system actually needs, and it just discards the rest. 
So I don't remember that. That's interesting. Yeah. So you're okay. So the level the level's pretty low in general. Yeah. So like like on a vitamin, let's say it provides three hundred percent of a supplement. Right. You're only getting that hundred percent. The extra two hundred just it it does absolutely zero. You can't take that and be like, all right, I'm good for a month on my vitamin yeah, your, C. Your your body just turns out to waste. Like, no, to try again tomorrow. Yeah, and so, anyways, but uh, yeah. So, well, that what you just said there, though. I'm glad that you you mentioned the woman that was on NBC News because I think that it's important to address that it can happen even with moderate drinking. Because let's be honest, if you are told, hey. You could be a binge drinker for 20 years and be fine. It's only after that. Well, I recall it half the people are probably going to say, all right, I'm good for 20 and then I'll make a change, right? That's what I would have done. So it's, it's very interesting to hear that, no, this is something that you can't play with from the start versus, hey, no, don't worry about, you know, liver disease. It's only if you abuse this for 30 years or don't worry about getting X, Y, and Z. No, like it can happen. It's probably not as likely. However, it can still happen even if you're just being a moderate drinker for X amount of years and it can be a shorter and, and time And not period. even a moderate drinker. We're talking like a very occasional drinker. Uh, it, you know, that's where they found these that even just the occasional drink ups your risk for cancer. So it was a uh, if you guys want to read the full article, um, check out Kate on Twitter and you can see that. So I just I wow. love reading stuff and. That'll take us to our next uh, article, which I found online when I did the old Google alcohol and then click the news tab and just there's pull all, up a couple a, stories. There's always something new. So this one gets is, is still in the health. This one's from Tuesday, October 10th by Denise Datter of Eyewitness News, ABC7. Alcohol-related deaths in women rising faster than among men, CDC says. Which that gets into, remember the Dr. Phil episode we reacted to where that was a lot about how alcoholism rates have skyrocketed in women over with the pandemic and Only everything. culture. Yep. And so uh, this article gets into to some of that a little bit. And it says researchers have found that women can't metabolize alcohol. As fast as men, so they are left with higher levels of toxins in their systems. Wow, which is interesting. And that's the first, I think that's the first we've heard of that. Yeah, and this one says for the first time, the data revealed women in their thirties and forties drink more than their male counterparts. Mm. And it says the highest alcohol-related deaths were among those in midlife, with uh, deaths among women accounting for the biggest one-year jump between night. 2019 and 2020. Mm. So obviously what we're reading, alcohol is dangerous. And it goes back to us talking about society and romanticizing alcohol and the lack of education about the dangers of alcohol out there. I mean, growing up, you knew like, oh, don't drink and drive and things like that. But nobody really ever discuss like binge drinking and how bad it is for you and or just daily drinking and what it can cause and lead to and now these studies are coming out where you know 140,000 people are dying a year based on alcohol related deaths and then we looked at that last article with now knowing and since 1988 it's been a uh, group one carcinogen with 
asbestos, radiation, and tobacco. And all three of those are very well labeled and are known to be highly toxic. But yeah, alcohol isn't. And it's like everything, every time you turn on the TV or open uh, the internet, there's just massive ads for alcohol. Yeah, I mean, we were talking, I think it was last week, about the ads on bus stops where children are seeing it. And and yeah, that's a that's a very compelling point that you make. It's, hey, don't drink and drive or don't abuse alcohol too much because then you might become an addict and all these repercussions that come from overindulgence or from indulging from too long of a period of time. Um, but it's okay to do it until this point. And this is an argument saying, no, this point is not even good because, again, you are consuming something that is in the same classification as the effects of a nuclear bomb. And I don't even honestly truly know much about asbestos, but I, I know it's not good. Yeah. And uh, and then tobacco, which tobacco, you know, in like the 60s, they it's healthy for you or this is a healthier cigarette. And then they absolutely threw the hammer down, rightfully so. Um, in recent years on tobacco, but alcohol has only gone up. Yes. That's wild. Now, our next article, which I can't read because I'm not a member of Wall Street Journal, but the title is, is sobriety is in and non-alcoholic beer sales are soaring. Now, you know how I feel about non-alcoholic beer. I think it's a giant no-no. For alcoholics. Now, if you are not an alcoholic and you just don't drink and or you've never had an issue and you, and you drink just non-alcoholic beer because I don't know why. I, I think that's a hell of a lot better than just drinking beer. But the main part of this is sobriety is in. And we talked about that last week regarding, you know, was it Gen Z that they're just not drinking? Like they're doing a lot of marijuana, which I don't think it's any better but they're not drinking so it all right anyways yeah so at least there's some positive uh news in there and yeah i mean again and we discussed this recently it's at least there is one demographic that seems to be catching on um despite everyone before them uh, hitting it hard and it's and again we've talked about ages of 30 to 49 I think is the exact um, age range of where it's increasing more than anybody and we fall right into that mix but it's really good to hear that the future adults coming in um, are, are making a change and hopefully that'll have lasting effects over the years to where you know generations after them and after them and we can hopefully get to a new, I mean, you and I won't be around most likely, but um, it's good to know that there, there hopefully is some hope coming through um, with the, with the new ones. Uh, yeah. The problem is though, is as much money is involved in it, these alcohol companies are, are seeing the trends and they're going to push younger and younger, um, especially if the people, because the big problems right now are people in their thirties and forties are very heavy drinkers and and yeah. all the studies we've read and so we'll see but have you ever seen the show the bear oh yeah or shameless yes i'll call jeremy allen white uh-huh uh there's an article here he was just ordered that he has to take alcohol test 
five days a week in order to see his daughters as he's going through a divorce. No kidding. And if he fails any of those tests, he will not be able to. He loses custody and will have to go into new steps. So that sucks for him. Five days a week. Yep. And he must attend two 12-step meetings a week in addition to therapy. So mm-hmm. my guess from that is he likes to he likes pound the booze a little bit. And so wish him the best that he gets that under control. We've yeah. all been there. It's funny because on Shameless, he played a he was alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. He developed alcoholism and was working the 12 steps and and things like that. So it's, Well, in The Bear, he played the brother yep. of an alcoholic and he was going to- Or drug addict. Or drug addict and he was going to Al-Anon. Yep. Uh, which, for those of you who don't know, is a is a support group for loved ones of someone who is in addiction. It's yep. Family members, friends, people that are close to someone in addiction. Al-Anon is a place to go and have others around you that deal with the same thing. Support group similar as a support group for someone who is themselves in active addiction. So Jeremy White plays that. That's he's a very good actor. So I wish he's a him, phenomenal actor. Hopefully he gets that uh, together. And I'm sure going through a divorce and. Everything like that's tough, but maybe that's his bottom and he is absolutely yeah, going to use this to, you know, turn his life around. And, and he's got a hell of a platform. And, you know, if he chooses yeah, you look to at, get you know, better and to share, yeah. and it'll be an inspirational story. As much as I really could care less or couldn't care less about Hollywood people and their opinions and stuff, there's a lot of good sobriety stories from people in Hollywood. And I do enjoy yeah. seeing those, especially because the that lifestyle that they're intertwined in. And... It, to find sobriety and that is huge and and we're finding it more and more of these, these and guys people, coming out a lot of times they use their platforms for better too yes. and there was actually a photo i saw of robert downey jr from 2002 in court in a orange jumpsuit and handcuffs and it was like he quit drinking like the next day or something or or he got sober and he's been sober since then and and that is one of the most oh yeah the famous actors it was in funny the world. they had the photos of him in that jumpsuit, and then him from like I don't know a year ago, like side by side. I it doesn't look like the guy's aged. I mean, he yeah. looked rough in that photo. It's why it's cr- it's crazy how much better you look. Not to mention feel and everything else, but how much better you look when you when you cut that out. Yeah, and he, and he looks the same age at fifty than he did at twenty. Yeah, or whatever he was. Yeah, he he yeah he didn't look good, and so we wish uh, Jeremy Allen White the best with his. Um, issues or yeah, his know, addiction and his everything addiction. else that's going on in his life. Yeah. And I don't know if you're sure if he is an alcoholic, but I would assume that he's having some issues with it if if that's what they're making oh, yeah. him do. If, that, if, that, if they're mandating that, I mean, that has to be a, an enormous part yeah. of, of why uh, the divorce is happening. And, you know, Lord, I, mean, I can't imagine what else is, has, has occurred and what's going on, but. Um, we know the feeling of that, and um, we know that he's not uh, he's not hopeless, as none of you guys are. If you are dealing with that, and there is a uh, there's a way to bounce back, and you just got to get after it. You got to put in the work, use your resources. Yep, and, and so we are a resource. If, if we are here, if you need it, yeah. I know if you, don't you need know us, us, but you hit can us re- reach out to us where on X or Instagram at Twelve Ounces Sobriety Podcast. You can email us at Twelve Ounces Sobriety Pod at Gmail dot com. And with that, we will wrap it up and we will be back to you next week with another wonderful episode. Thank you.